You're listening to Flow Working, the Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Anderson. More people than ever are starting the entrepreneur journey and learning a lot in the process. On this show, I sit down with regular people who are running all types of businesses to discuss the ideas, opportunities, and strategies they're using to build, grow, and thrive as an entrepreneur. In this episode, I sat down to chat with intuitive coach Nicole Stanfield about what burnout really looks like, a simple way to add balance to your workday, and the importance of saying no in your business. Hello and welcome to this episode. I'm your host, Megan Anderson, and today I'm joined by my guest, Nicole Stanfield. Since 2014, Nicole has owned her own business and worked to improve herself through personal development. After personally experiencing burnout, she now helps successful entrepreneurs who struggle to take time away from their business to create a sustainable work-life balance. Hello, Nicole. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Megan. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So I know that you said 2014. So you've been on your entrepreneurial journey for a while. Yes, I have. Yes. And I know that one of the ways that you work is, you know, in that helping people improve themselves. Life coach. Do you call yourself a life coach or what kind of title do you give yourself? (laughs) Uh, I give myself a, a title that I totally made up. I call myself an intuition coach. Um, and sometimes people are like, what does that mean? And so I, the way I see that is that when I needed to make a big decision or something, when I was younger, I would try to do it based on what other people were doing around me or what I thought was the smartest choice or what I thought, um, made the most sense. But sometimes I wasn't happy with those decisions. And so instead I shifted and said, what if I listened to my intuition mm-hmm. and did something that was scary? but that I followed my gut instinct. Yeah. And I feel like I burned out because I stopped listening to myself and I stopped following my gut and what it was telling me. And I was just trying to do all the right things and be perfect and it failed. It, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we stop listening to the inner little voice that's right, it, yeah, it fails. <laughs> but we learn. Um, so you talked about burnout, your own personal burnout, you know, and maybe sharing some of your story or what you see from clients as well. Like what does burnout look like, especially in the entrepreneurial world? It can be a lot of things, but what do you experience and see as burnout? So I like to share my story because it helps give people, let them know that if they're experiencing this, they're not on their own. And so when I, when I was burning out, I didn't know what was going on. It happened for about like six months and they got really bad in about June of the year that I burned out. But there were signs starting in January. So I would like finish a big project and I wouldn't be proud of that. I would Mm. say, oh, the person won't like it. The client will be unhappy. They won't like it anymore. I would get, I would be in a Zoom meeting and at the end of it, I just have to like yell for 15 minutes because I was so angry about this thing or that thing or whatever. I avoided opening client emails. I got to the point where I was working for like 15 minutes and then I'd have to take a break and my break would turn into an hour long break, which when you're paid hourly, isn't really the best way to make money. <laughs> and so there were these things that were coming up for me and, and I had really low energy and I would get to the weekend and I would just, I'd be, I'd feel like I was getting over being sick, but I wasn't mm-hmm. sick. And I just felt so frustrated and I would be in meetings and I would just sit there and I'd be like, I have nothing to give. And Mm -hmm. I had a digital marketing business. 
So part of my job is to be very creative and have all these ideas. And I, I didn't, I didn't have anything to give and that it was really scary. It was like a really scary part to be at because I'd always been very ambitious and very motivated and, and had lots of energy and accomplished all these things. So I started, my husband is a teacher and he was actually taking a class in burnout and he asked me some questions and he was like, did you know, these are some signs of burnout that you've been talking about. And when I went online to try and figure out, am I experiencing burnout? What is going on? I, I read some books and I took a stress test. And based on some really big life events that had happened the year before, I, based on the stress test, I was going to have a breakdown within the next two years, most likely. And so I didn't, there wasn't any, there weren't any resources out there for entrepreneurs to help them say, hey, this is not a nor this is not like abnormal. This is something that can show up for you. It's okay. And so if you're listening to this and you're nodding your head and you're saying like, oh my gosh, that is me, then that's okay. Don't panic and be like, oh, I don't know what to do about it. And what I did is I, I was wor- worried so much about losing my business, about losing my client that I just clung to the money. Yep. And I, I really didn't want to give up the money, like total 100% transparency. Not proud of it, but that's what <laughs> I wanted. Yeah. And and it was my biggest client and all this stuff. And it ended up that I wasn't showing up authentically. I was being very fake. Yep. And I was listening to this toxic productivity that we have as entrepreneurs that it's like, you go up to someone and, and if I told you, Megan, I'm so tired, I'm exhausted, I didn't get good sleep, and I'm stressed, but I got a $10,000 client, your normal response would be awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if I came up to you and I was like, you know, I got really good sleep last night and my cup feels really full, you would be like, um, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with that. It's true, though. We're so societally programmed to sit on the, you know, the couch of shame, if you will call it, I have a different name for it, but we'll keep it PG here, and complain and just, you know, verbally barf all over people. And it's so normal. What do we all say? I'm busy. Yep. And nine times out of 10, we're actually running out of energy, time, space, capacity. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like you had to take a big, big pill of honesty and switch and do things differently. What, out of curiosity, what was it like the moment you decided to let that big client and the money go? It was really hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I put it off and put it off put up for about a month and tried to make it work and tried to do different things for that client and tried to shift. And I just, I realized that I wasn't in tune with them and their needs anymore. And I was frustrated and I was hurt and I was sad and I realized that some of the people that they had chosen to work with, that they wanted me to work with them on, were toxic for me. And I had to make a decision that it wasn't worth the money and it wasn't worth being miserable. And I had to walk away. And it was about $20,000 worth that I lost that year um, from that one client. And that was, it was really hard. It was hard and it gave me space and time and room 
in order to work through my burnout because there weren't steps laid out. There wasn't someone who was saying, hey, I've been there. There were a few people who were like, hey, I've experienced this, but no one was like, this is what you do. It's okay, and we can work through this. This is more of a gut check. So where I wanted to come in was helping entrepreneurs before they get to that point of almost shutdown. I wanna help them say, it doesn't have to look this way. There are things, maybe habits that you have that are not positive right now and that are promoting burnout, and we can shift them and add more balance to your life so you're shifting away from burnout and towards balance. Yeah, because that's really, I mean, nobody got in this entrepreneurial journey going, I want to work 100 hours a week. I want to feel like dog do every day. Yeah. No, we got it because we wanted the freedom. We didn't want the boss. We wanted the, you know, to have all that balance that <laughs> we're like, oh, but we have to create it. Okay. <laughs> so what is a simple way to add balance? Since we're talking about adding balance, what is an easy way for people to do that? Okay. So... Sometimes people are like, this is a little sarcastic, but there's this thing and it's called lunch and it happens every day. <laughs> and when I was going through burnout, I was skipping my lunches and I was working through them and I, because the work was more important or the client was more important or someone would call my lunch and I would take the call. So I don't, don't stop listening right now, but if you take your open calendar and you look at your calendar and you see, okay, do I have stuff scheduled during the time I want to take lunch? What if I scheduled a recurring event called lunch and it's a break? So you can eat during that time. You can go outside. You can take a walk. All of those things help give your brain a break. They help increase your productivity and they also help give you a mental break, a breather from what you're working on so you can come back and be more productive, more engaged, etc. with it. And it's always a choice. Mm -hmm. So if you get that notification, oh, it's lunchtime, but you're working on something, and you're really into it, then that's fine. Skip yeah. it, but be like, I'm going to take lunch in an hour, or I need to remember that. So sometimes it's just a reminder, and it's where you want to get with your business of saying, yes, I'm self-employed, so I want to take an hour-long lunch, and I can give myself that ability to. Yeah, that's I, I. It's not sarcastic at all. Do you know how many people forget that lunch? So I'm. I'm actually. You said that. And I was laughing because I'm like, oh, right before we hopped on here, I was doing the. Okay, today's episode is almost ready. Just five more, and I go stop. You have a half an hour till your next meeting. Go feed yourself, and it's gorgeous here today. Here, you know, I know you're in a different part of Colorado, but it's beautiful and it's sunny. It's like seventy degrees, and I sat on my patio and ate my lunch. And then I came back and I'm like, I got five more minutes. Nope, this is still lunchtime until Nicole hops on. It is massive, like what, half an hour. You don't have to take a whole hour. You want the hour? Take it. Half hour? I love that. I think that's great advice. Thanks. We forget sometimes when, when you have a boss, there's someone there to tell you, this is when you're done. This is when you eat. This is when you leave. This is when I want you here, etc. And if someone came up to you and was like, like you said earlier, I want you to work around the clock. I want you to answer emails at 9 p.m. Work during your weekends. You're probably not going to get a vacation and uh, no time off. And national holidays will be just be time for you to work when people can't bother you. And 
And that's what I thought it was. And no one would sign up for that job. No one wants that job. And yet as entrepreneurs, we feel like we have to with this toxic productivity that happens. I love that you're calling it that toxic productivity because that's it, it's not a reality. You want to work, you know, I, I tell everybody, I'm done at three o'clock every day because that's when my kids get off school and I'm done. Oh, yes. but couldn't you? No, there is no five o'clock call. There is no seven o'clock call. At three o'clock, work Megan turns off, mom Megan turns on, we're done. And anything that didn't get done before that, no matter, it'll get done tomorrow. Exactly. Sometimes we get into that our tasks are so important or, and this was something that showed up for me, I am important because I'm busy. That's an ego play. <laughs> yeah. it, but it's, it's yeah. true. The busyness is, and I think it's why we all walk around going, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And I've, I have actively tried to take that vocabulary out and I say either I had a productive day or I had a restful day. Ooh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Because same thing. I could go up to people and go, I'm exhausted. I am tired. Gosh, you know, all these things. Oh, I had a productive day. Yeah. Oh, what was productive? And it's a whole different kind of conversation that you can get into. And instead of walking up and going, I'm busy. It's, yeah. it's just like, oh, oh, okay. I recognize the busy. Okay. So yeah, it's, it, it is interesting. And a lot of what we're talking about is boundaries. And one of the biggest boundaries that entrepreneurs fail at is the word no. And it's a powerful boundary. So how can we add some more no's? <laughs> because it really does protect our lunchtime, our after work time. How does no really, what's an easy way to get no into our lives? So I, this concept, it isn't one that I came up with, but it's one that I learned at one of the personal development um, conferences that I went to. And it's really quite powerful. It's very simple. And so when you first hear it, just bear with me. I'm going to give you an example of how this applies. So what I want you to think about is that if it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work for them. Mm. What this means, how this could look like. So if you've had a long day and someone is like, hey, are you going to this networking event? And your energy is pretty low and you're tired and you just really want to go home. But you're worried that you might miss an opportunity to get a new client. So you're like, okay, I'll go to the networking event. You don't really want to be there. So you go and you get your little plate of goodies and you stand in the corner and you give off this energy of nobody talk to me. I don't want to talk to anybody else. Leave me alone. And everybody does. Or maybe a couple people who know you, they come up and talk to you. But for the most part, was that a valuable use of your time? Did it give you energy by the end of that? Most likely, no. And I've done that and I've been there and I forced myself to go because I should, because I was afraid of missing out of a client. And instead, when I decide, when I take a beat to say, okay, I don't have energy for this. This doesn't work for me. If I show up to that networking event and I'm grouchy and I don't want to be there, I'm not doing them any service. I'm not helping promote business or talk to other people or anything like that. So if it doesn't work for me, it normally doesn't work for them. And this one, it can be hard, but it can apply in your personal life with family events. It can apply in other places professionally. So it's just a really quick little way to say, gut check, does this work for me? 
And if it does, then do it. And if it doesn't, then say no. Yeah. Well, and it's simple. It, it, you're right. That is simple, but amazingly powerful. Because again, who wants you to show up grumpy pants? <laughs> Nobody wants you to show up like that. They'd rather you just not be there. <laughs> and, yeah. and then everybody would have gotten what they wanted. They'd have had a different experience. You wouldn't have had to have the experience. So no. Well, and I think about also, you know, saying no to clients. We talk about this one. This is huge and hard. That, and I, I use the, if it's hard to get into the relationship, just imagine how hard it's going to be when they're, and so same kind of thing. If it doesn't work for you now, it, it's not going to get any easier once they start paying you. Because <laughs> then they're paying you and they're like, Oh, now I'm really going to just do my thing and and saying no. Oof, that hurts. It's so hard to say no to a client because we all want the money, right? I mean, we we're surviving, we're trying to make our businesses flourish and and I get that. And then when sometimes I've held on to a client a long time, right? Before even before I was in burnout. And it was like, "Oh, I can't give them up because I want the money and because all this stuff." And I'm being very honest here. So if you're like, she's just focused on money, part of it, yep. yep. So I'm, <laughs> but the what I found is that when I start avoiding answering emails, or I get that like that feeling in your stomach where you're like, oh, I got an email from them, and you feel awful, then I know it's not a good client and it's not a good fit for me. And I have never regretted walking away from that money. When I lost the $20,000, at first it was hard, absolutely. And luckily I had support from my husband that was like, we can make it through this. We got this. It is worth it if you're that miserable. Yeah. And it turned out in the end, it was a great decision. So anybody who's struggling with that client who's like, should I, should I not, should I, should I not, release them. And you'll be really glad their stress and their uh, frustration is not worth it. Not worth it. Nope. Nope. And I, I, I've experienced it recently. I had to let somebody go because it was just not an energetic match and it was really, really hard. And then guess what? They showed up ugly and I went, whoo, really? What? Because they were all nicey nice when they were paying me and then they're asking for money back. And I'm like, whoo, where'd this come from? And it was so obvious to me that I was like, yeah, that's what I was feeling. I just couldn't see it. Yep. Just, yeah. And it's hard. Because you're right. Let me, let's be honest. Money is kind of why we're here. And you don't have to be, I I, I was, the, the episode I'm getting ready to lease, we're talking about used car salesmen. And I'm like, you don't have to be a used car salesman. Yeah. You can draw that in. So, you know, I, I kind of want to circle back before we end here. Uh, so you let the $20,000 client go. Actually, thank you for putting a dollar figure because a lot of people are like, oh, she let $500. You're like, no, no. I really let some money go. That's a significant chunk of change. Yeah. So what did you actually open room up in your life when that was gone? What actually kind of started coming in after that? So it's not going to be what people think. <laughs> nope. I had time for rest. I had time for sleep. I had time to walk my dogs and get some exercise. I had time to go and do swimming. I had time to meditate. I had time to read. And I had, the one thing I forgot to tell in my story is that I thought I could fix myself by taking one week off. After four years, 
of not taking any time off. I took one week off to fix everything. And I had such a backlog that I just sat on my couch for that week and I didn't do anything. And and that was, it was a scary place to be because I had no energy to give. I was just like reading and changing clothes was a lot of work and feeding my dogs. So I needed a lot of time, a couple of months to be able to have me time and have space for that and to be able to do what I needed to at the moment, depending on how I felt, because my energy would swing from okay to like crazy low to yep. all right, maybe a little bit. And so managing that, it took a lot of time and that's what I created space for. So it wasn't, oh, I had a $100,000 client come to me which is what we all want to hear when we create space for something, right? Yep. But I needed more. I needed more time for myself with doing the things that looked like best for me. And I had to break some commitments and I had to stop showing up for some things and I had to change other things that I said I would do, which is really hard when it's all on you and you're like, am I messing up? Am I destroying something for the future? Mm-hmm. And I had to say, this is what's best for me now. I have yep. to make this decision at the moment. Yep. And I love that advice that what's what's best now? Yeah. And so to the entrepreneurs out there listening to this, if they're really resonating with this and they're like, I need to talk to Nicole, I would love to get connected. What is a really great way for them to connect to you today? So if you're hearing this, you can go to myintuitioncoach.com forward slash balance quiz. And you can take a little quiz there and you can get, it's kind of a gauge of where your balance is at right now. It takes two minutes. It's very quick. And it's just an opportunity for you to see, okay, is some of this stuff showing up for me or not? Yep. Because I think sometimes it's hard to know. Am I in burnout or am I just... Yeah. Am I really in burnout or is it just a temporary thing? And so love that. Great tool. So to the watchers and listeners, make sure you tap the link below, get access to the tool for Nicole. This has been a fantastic conversation. Not necessarily what I thought was going to happen in the in the day. I'm like, I don't know what we're talking about. Great conversation. Thank you for being honest and vulnerable because everybody needs to hear that, hey, the entrepreneurial journey is not full of massive financial wins. In fact, some of the times it's just those personal wins of finding yourself that are more important. Um, So thank you for joining me today, Nicole. It's been wonderful to get to know you and hear your story a little bit. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. I really enjoyed our conversation. It's been fantastic. So to my audience, my watchers and listeners, thank you for joining us today. And I am wishing you peace as you flow off to the rest of your business day. We will talk again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Flow Working, the Entrepreneur's Podcast. Make sure you find, follow, and please review us on your favorite podcast platform.